Hey, y'all, I want you to check out Brooklyn Games. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklyn Games. It's like a monthly zine subscription. Each issue is chock full of imaginative, useful information you will use at your table. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklyn Games for a new issue in your mailbox or inbox every month. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and I'm joined here today by our special guest, Luca Rantz. He's the author and creator of UVG, or Ultraviolet Grasslands, correct? Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I've heard <laughs> say that, uh, that that's something I wrote and illustrated, yeah. That's that's, that's nice. And you've done all, you did the illustration. Now, let me, okay, I'm going to rewind here. I'm going to put this out here into the world and see see what you think of this. But when I picked this up, the first thing that popped into my mind were some of the old heavy metal, like uh, Richard Corbin and stuff like that, that I was picking up years ago. Uh, yeah. Is there any inspiration there along those lines? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, the whole thing is a little bit of like an ode to the heavy metal that I missed because it's like lots of 70s and 80s stuff. Uh, heavy metal magazine old stuff uh, you know like the the french yeah. artists like uh philip kaza and mm-hmm. uh, mobius oh yeah manara as well although i can't draw stuff like manara does <laughs> I don't, i'm not that good at anatomy um and and yeah the bands you know iron maiden motorhead oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and my uh, i remember my first my first experience with heavy metal magazines was my my uncle when i was it was probably the late 80s i want to say and i found that he had this massive collection of heavy metal magazines in his bedroom at my grandmother's house that we started flipping through me and my cousin my cousin's like hey uncle mike's got something upstairs i want to show you (laughs) (laughs) we were blown away Yeah, it was it was a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. I I had an uh, a teacher at school, and he had also this massive collection. And then I basically went through them, like borrowing five, six issues per week, oh, going yeah. through them. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it's so. Tell, could you tell the listeners who may not be aware? Some of our listeners are probably aware of your of this of this book uh, specifically. Because it's, I, I've heard a lot of positive things about it, and it's one that I've I've stolen a few things from for my games. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's my praise. <laughs> yeah, we, I was specifically the game I used this. I used this with my rifts game more than any other one. I started. I mean, I did play out. rifts in the nineties. You know, <laughs> I was like, "There's some great stuff in here. I'm going to pull no, some." Uh, wait, rifts. Rifts, uh, rifts also had like the living planet Wormwood. Yes, it? yes, it did. Yes, yes it did. Oh. It had Wormwood oh. exactly. I was yeah. like, this is great stuff. I get used to my Rifts game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. We had we had like one guy had like all this Rift stuff and he was really into uh, Nirvana. <laughs> this mm. was... Oh, I think I've lived this life before. <laughs> yeah, back, back when Kurt Cobain was still around. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember. I remember it feels that. like just yesterday. <laughs> So well, can you tell people about ultraviolet grasslands and, and what they can expect and what it is exactly um, game-wise? The core of it is it's uh, a road trip adventure. 
basically. Uh, you know, it's like it crosses uh, Oregon Trail and some of these like um, heavy metal <laughs> magazine and song and movie stuff. Like the heavy metal, the movie is like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's right up there. Uh, what is it? Uh, Don Felder taking a ride. Oh, yeah. The the spoof, you know, from South Park with Kenny. Oh, when, no, uh, I Kenny don't. Kenny gets I... high on catnip and then goes into the heavy metal world. I don't, to be honest. I don't really watch a lot of cartoons. Uh, this is old. This is really old. I, I remember like 20, it came well, out. Like 20 years ago. Know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like this uh, ro- road trip through uh, through a dying earth kind of setting. And that's uh, that's the core of it. Then there's some other stuff bolted on top, but that's really the core. And if you're stealing ideas from there for rift setting, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really got some cool ideas. It's very creative, and it's it's all all over the place with what you you've come up with there. I I liked it a lot, and like I said, I liked it enough that I started trying to snag stuff from it. I'll probably continue to snag stuff from it from my games. It's one of there's a few books that I have that get used a lot more than others. And I think it's, it's, it's kind of going that way. <laughs> there's some good stuff in there. Nice and old nuggets. Well, respect. Happy to hear. Now I have a question. Ooh, I have another question. You have written the Holy mountain shaker for necrotic yeah. gnome as a part of the old school essentials lines of adventure. Yeah. Um, it's a cool adventure. I, I didn't run it, but I almost ran it one night for my Rifts campaign again. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll work. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think at the moment when I was getting ready to pull it in, because I was reading through, I was like, oh, yeah, this would work well. I like what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. This, this ancient uh, ruins of an ancient civilization, or was it civilization? Is that the way I should say it? Yeah, the there's one. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I'm curious. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the writing for these old school essentials adventures was writing this different than what you normally write for a role-playing game or how did you approach yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. It was diff- different. Uh, so I, I, I feel really kind of conflicted about this one because I think it's honestly the, I mean, it's, it's the most recent um, book of mine that's come out mm-hmm. uh, basically, or, or almost the most recent. So I think it's the prettiest thing I've put out, <laughs> but Oh my God, writing for it was so hard. Oh. It was so hard because um, so the, the old school essentials uh, house style is really terse. There's yes. a lot of basically um, decisions about how you have to structure it. So there, there's like this uh, formula, like you, you write it in this way and this way and this way. So it's like easy to parse and all of them are written the same way. We had to do so much editing. It was slow. It was so painful. <laughs> I tried a few times while, while having everything cut down and you know, I, I always feel a little bit insecure about my writing. So I also end up overwriting. I write too much stuff. And for this one, I had to cut away so much, so much. Oh, it really hurt. I mean, it came out great in the end, like with all the <laughs> editing and so on, like kudos to all the editors, uh, kudos to Gavin for putting up with me. But it was painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was curious about that because it is written definitely there's a difference between ultraviolet grasslands and the holy mountain shaker and and just kind of was looking at that thing yeah i mean the uvg is written like i was listening to dope throne or yeah. you know, electric <laughs> wizard or orange goblin or something like yeah. that you know like there's electric like this wizard. slow groove or like caius there's yeah, like this oh, like caius. Going through it. <laughs> and then in um in holy mountain shaker it's much more like uh yeah it's um 
Maybe a little more got that punk rock rhythm. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more. Up tempo. So yeah, interesting. So I I know you have quite a few other games out there, and one thing I like to ask people is, uh, you have a the almost oh shoot the name of it just, just dropped my mind. It was uh there was Long one winter? which yes, burner lo- yes Long winter. Long yeah. winter. Uh, yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about some of the other games that you have? Yeah, sure. So Long Winter is basically like a uh, a little bit of a horror setting kind of thing, mm-hmm. yeah. which uh, um, is, is built around... Uh, so you have essentially the setting. It's it's like an alpine setting, starts in autumn, thing, things are rolling along, there are different places to visit. It's basically a small point crawl region like one barony where you can just like throw down some vaguely medievalish or early modern games not even early modern gosh i mean you could take <laughs> anything from like probably uh the 17th century to <laughs> the early 20th century call of cthulhu and throw it in there and it'll work and then the the trick is that uh, essentially the whole setting becomes kind of a trap because of an ancient curse and the default that's provided there is okay, you've got to escape from this dangerous environment and how do you do it? So there's like this, honestly, a little bit over elaborate, but, you know, card-based escape mechanic where you generate, uh, like the the game master generates events that uh, the players have to face as they try to get out of here. And uh, the the core of it is it it builds on some stuff like uh, ancient, uh, ancient, traditional slovenian mythologies and myths and uh, some you know some ethnology from the region i'm from and and then just some stuff i've made up, <laughs> stuff I've made up. come on let's be honest uh like I, I i mine like local stories um for for a while i thought i was going to be an anthropologist or an ethnologist oh, yeah. uh, in retrospect that was never gonna work out but you know <laughs> One is young and foolish, and one thinks that one can be something one is not. So, so now I mine it for that, and it's sort of a similar kind of setting to um, the other adventure, uh, Witchburner. Yes, which uh, which is uh, this claustrophobic adventure in a town where the players are hired to find the witch and burn the witch, and it basically details in excruciating detail about thirty <laughs> different NPCs and like what they do and everything, and it's basically a social adventure and there's like this little mechanism for like ratcheting it up forwards and the longer they don't find a witch they're weird omens and then everybody starts getting stressed and then eventually if they let it go far enough the townspeople start thinking well maybe the witch hunters are the witch you know all that <laughs> and at the same time hey spoiler alert i mean you know if you're a player if you want to run in this thing don't listen <laughs> right at the beginning of the show yeah i think that i think at this point if you listen to this podcast you should know that this is just all spoilers yeah we don't, well, we don't respect yeah. it's a spoiler yeah. for every so, episode <laughs> so right yeah so it's it's one of those things like uh what is it um in Star Trek, what what's that uh, like scenario that they give at the academy? Oh, where the they... cop! Uh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, I was, yeah, I, I was gonna say the Kondamari, but I know it's not the Kondamari. I know someone's gonna send it to me and, and, and correct me. Is Cap? I know what you're saying. I, Kirk did it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the one where the winning solution is not to do it. You know, yes. like so. So basically, the whole adventure, like one of the core premises is like, hey, if you want to come out of a witch hunting adventure <laughs> as one of the good guys, don't do it. 
it, it's like really explicit there, like for for the GM, like right at the beginning, like if you're like consider your players winners and like you know they are actual good people. If they at some point realize that no, this is a mess, we're just leaving this town and don't engage um, in the witch hunt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't don't, don't be a witch burner. Like, hey, exactly. honestly, any, anybody watching this, uh, listening to this. Don't be a witch burner. It's it's not cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a whole thing. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, it was not a nice thing. Like being a witch burner isn't nice. So, although I guess to be fair, if you go into an adventure, which, you know, like has, has like the title activity is we're going to burn. <laughs> we're going to burn a witch. It's like, that was like King Diamond's thing too. Though. Are we still local good or, you know, are we the baddies now? That was like a King Diamond's thing too. Was the, was the, oh, what was it? You're, yes, yes, yes. Mother was a witch. Um, uh, Abigail was, yeah. was it? Abigail was that the album that he did the? I think I one of them. He even did the famous play that. What was the play? Oh shoot, the the Crucible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Crucible. <laughs> I, I'm terrible for names. Like I have all this stuff like down and references and like. I, I know them when I go searching for them, but like, <laughs> you remember things verbatim. Um, like, I, I'm terrible. I cannot remember the lyrics of a single song. Oh, I so can't I, either. Well, that's not true. I can remember every word to American Pie because when I was like 12, <laughs> I sat down with the record in the, in the back sleeve and read yeah. through it until I had it memorized and listened to it over and over on my record player. But that's like the only song I can remember. <laughs> it's long. <laughs> At one point, I knew most of the lyrics of Nirvana's Lake of Fire because it's really short and there's almost no lyrics. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I like I, I, I suspect it's like something to do like, you know, like people have asked me like, ah, oh, how do you come up with so many ideas? And like the honest thing is like, I probably just remember things wrong and you just think <laughs> it's ideas, but it's just me remembering things wrong. Probably that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and I'd say I, I'd say, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm gonna go back to ultraviolet grasslands here for a second and ask you, uh, what would you say the genre is of this game if you had to categorize it in the common traditional genres people go by? Hey, come on, I put it right there. It says psychedelic metal role playing. <laughs> psychedelic metal role playing. Yeah, a classic genre. <laughs> I like the psychedelic. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it it does. I I've heard people definitely refer to it as uh, the term that I've heard a lot used these days is like Gonzo. There's definitely a lot of unique, interesting things going yeah. on there. That's why when you say that, I'm kind of my mind's drawn back to ultraviolet grasslands when you said that. Uh, I, I sometimes like to say it's like old school baroque. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's not that gonzo. Like, um, there there is a lot of stuff thrown in there, and I wasn't explicit about the setting behind it, but there is sort of a, a relatively coherent setting. And um I tend to associate gonzo with like things where it's like, oh, there's just the story, and we're like in a village and something, and then a UFO crashed and out came Elvis. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Okay, okay. And then there was a gecko, and we licked the gecko, and then we started tripping with Elvis. And then we went to hunt the werewolf, the American werewolf. Wait, I, I thought you were in Transylvania. Totally space Transylvania, man. 
I this this definitely it does remind me of the science fiction comics that I read in heavy metal magazines back in the yeah, day. Is yeah, what yeah. It reminds me most. It's, it's, of. it's definitely going that way. Like I I like to say it's like more like science fantasy or fantasy yeah. science. Like when I say fantasy science, I'm sort of like um, picking up because like in Italian science uh, fantasy they they call it fantascienza, and then I was like, God, oh, that's sort of funny. <laughs> Sounds a bit weird and different and, and sort of captures that it doesn't quite fit. But yeah, it, it trends that way. Like uh, like that sort of intersection where, uh, yeah, it's science fiction, but it's definitely not hard science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the term science fantasy, but I also yeah. like th there was a point in time when fantasy itself was well, very much science. intertwined with science fiction. And it feels like, yeah. like over time they've kind of been given their own like hard classification yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they became like <laughs> these hard separate genres right on the one hand you've got like swords and sorcery and stuff and the other you have like no no no. here we have robots and things but then if you look at uh well honestly an influence um is uh moorcock and elric elric of Melbourne. oh yeah oh yeah and there there you've got just that it's like this uh you know like uh, or what Arthur C. Clarke said: like, uh, sufficiently advanced uh, technology is indistinguishable from uh, from magic. Yes, exactly. And, and a lot of those old uh, like appendix in authors and uh, stuff like yeah. that that was coming out in the middle of the century and earlier. Like there, there is uh, like I, I read a lot of the, was it Darkover that Marion Zimmer Bradley wrote, and like and that whole thing yeah. is like a fantasy. There's all these fantasy like concepts, but they're flying in on spaceships to this planet at the yeah. same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like that. And and then there's the one um, by, uh, uh, is it Silverberg? No, Zelazny, Lord of Light. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, was it Roger or Robert? Robert? Zel is that, is Zel oh, I'm not thinking of Zelazny. You say Zelazny? Zelazny, yeah. Sword of Light. Lord of Light. By Lord I of think it was by Zelazny. I, I have to double check. I, I'm going to Google this. <laughs> Anybody I, I, listening I, to this, we've cut this part out. <laughs> uh, rogers and yeah 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 yes did he do lord of life yes of he did okay yeah because the other one is uh robert silverberg who did quite a few uh trippy books one of them was uh the book of skulls also sort of well it comes into this whole melange of stuff that influenced uh, me and you know philip k dick i read a bunch of philip k dick and <laughs> and it, it becomes sort of obvious that some things do borrow a lot from from Philip K. Dick. Now I, I'm ashamed to say Zelazny. I think that he did. Uh, let me check here. I want to double check before I misspeak. Yeah, um, he was not the one that did Star Wars books, was he? No, I think he did Amber. Okay, because there was one that went science fiction writer that went ahead, that went over turned around and did. And I think I'm confusing him with the two at this point. So yeah, yeah. So sort of like the I. Are you a big sci-fi fantasy reader or I I was when I was younger. Yeah. The, the, these days I've, you know, I've got the attention span of a mayfly. <laughs> <laughs> stay on social media to reading intelligent people having smart detailed takes about things and then posting <laughs> memes. <laughs> memes uh, are the future. <laughs> yeah, the me memes are the future, pictures are the future. Now, I I do like I do like reading and uh, th these days it's um, a lot of it is also like audiobooks and stuff. Mhm. Mm yeah. Uh but yeah. Well, uh, it's just practical to do audiobooks. I don't do a lot of them to be honest, uh but it's practical it seems to mm. me because so many of us have so many demands on our time. 
that yeah. you know yeah, the yeah. time you have is when you're driving to work or when you go yeah, you know, pretty like, much. Yeah. Yeah, I make this podcast 15 minutes every day intended for people to be able to hear it in the morning on their drive to work. I was a blogger and I realized nobody's reading blogs anymore. <laughs> yeah. Audio. Yes. audio. Audio. Audio is nice. It's like, uh, I can do chores. I can take yeah. out the trash and listen to stuff. See, I would, Doing the podcast all the time, most of the audio I listen is is me while I'm trying to edit every day. <laughs> uh, my condolences. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, tedious. May, maybe we've gotten trained, but like when, when I hear my voice, when I hear myself speak, I just think to myself, oh my God, this guy's such an idiot. Such <laughs> oh, no. voice. This is the worst person. This is the worst person. Well, I, 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 you know, I, I, maybe I lean into that 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 whole idea of this guy's such an idiot. I try, I do have, I am a goober. <laughs> I don't shy away from that part of it. <laughs> so, anyways, back to, games. Yeah, back to games. I've got a, I've got, I've got a question that completely has nothing to do with anything else we've said yet. So, we got a lot of folks who listen that are into like making their own zines and putting their own content out there and stuff like that and things on itch. Yeah. I'm curious if you have any kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, advice for somebody who's looking to try to start putting games out and writing them or or put them out there into the world? Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, I've got some simple things. Uh, first of all, just make it and put it out there. Don't try to make it perfect, As, especially if you're just starting out and just, just want to get stuff out there. Making, a, making it simple, free, or pay what you want is, you know, it's kind of nice because you need the you need the eyeballs. You need to people people to see it. Uh, you need to get some attention. You also want to have people actually using it and you getting the feedback. Because if you make something nice and nobody does anything with it, well, it doesn't really help you. And that's where the free stuff... Re it's, it's the old marketing thing. It's, you know, like the first hit is free. So <laughs> make, uh, make, make some sampler that, that, uh, that's, uh, that um, the reader, the customer can easily see, try out, try to use. And don't don't be afraid to just try it and and screw up. It's like we we live in a time where, I, I mean, honestly, for me, 2016 was a year of personal liberation mm -hmm. because I realized that if 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 anybody, even somebody with absolutely no talent or redeeming qualities as a human being, can become the president of the United States, <laughs> what heck, you know, maybe I can publish a role playing game. There you go. That it makes you know, like, sense. Yeah, I, I, like I was just like, wow, the bar. Like honestly, because I've always had like this judge in my head, like it's not good enough, and all these people are are they've got some massive insights and they know something better, and then it's like, nah, yeah, just try, fail, try, fail, try, fail. <laughs> keep picking yourself up, learn to do better, and, and be nice to people. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that, I like that's that. generally you know that that's be nice to people. Don't. Uh, <sighs> Don't go stirring up controversies just just to get attention because I don't think it works out well in the long run. Like it yeah. just yeah yeah. There's um <laughs> there there there's some voices in in the scene that like to thrive on controversy, but uh, doesn't really do it for me. Yeah yeah no doubt I, I would I would agree one hundred percent. Kindness is a, is a thing in general. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it's some kind of absolute like always be kind, but. I, I tend to respect people who are kind and considerate to others a lot. I must admit there are many times when it's like, I compose a tweet. <laughs> now I'm getting older and wiser. I compose the tweet 
And sometimes I don't manage. Sometimes I tweet and then I'm like, that was dumb. And then I go back and delete it because. Oh, I I definitely find myself having to 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 not type what I'm what I'm going over in my head over and over quite wow. often. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. So so many times I just need to like walk away, <laughs> take the dog, put the dog on a leash, go for a nice walk. Like you know, like look at the burbs, look at the nature. Yeah, oh, find find something find something a little more positive to to focus on. Maybe you're distracting yourself for a moment, but it'll pass. This too shall pass. <laughs> the world will live if I don't put that out there on the internet for everybody to see. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. My, my, my opinions are not that smart. <laughs> let's, let's not share all of them. Let's not share all of them. Some of them. Uh. There's definitely a times where I know if I put this out there, I'm probably going to get get some kind of ban or something like that. Is it really? necessary for me to articulate this for everyone (laughs) you know there's even times and i when i'm like when i i like i know i'm right Mm -hmm. i know i'm and then it's like yeah but but so what what? (laughs) who cares like like, everybody else must know too (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah i know i know me shoving my opinion in somebody's face has really got to convince them But ah, oh, the temptation. Oh, but but the, who am I to speak? I put it all out there every day on the internet. <laughs> well, you know, I try to reel it in and make it make it. Uh, I try. Like I think we talked before earlier. I said I try to focus on being kind and positive things. Like here on the podcast, yeah. I'm not gonna bring up something I'm gonna talk nasty about or some. You know what I'm saying? Especially if it's a yeah. game creator, someone who's oh, working yeah, hard yeah. to put themselves out there. I'm not gonna bring them on here and I have something critical to say about your thing. Like, I don't <laughs> is that really needed? That's not really what I'm trying to push here. Yeah, it's it's I think it's a good point. Yeah. So anyhow, have you faced that kind of uh criticism and stuff out there in the when putting your stuff out there? I'm curious. Ah, not really. Like <laughs> overall, most people have, you know, been like kind and mm-hmm. respectful and interesting and thoughtful. And I've had feedback that, yeah, honestly, um has improved the stuff I make. The thing is, you know, it's just the monkey brain. Like, yeah. like I can count on on the fingers of my hand how many times I got like really negative feedback or something that was really hurtful. Mm-hmm. And goddamn, you know, my, my brain just goes for it. It's like. Yeah, that that proves it. You suck. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like people can like say so many nice things. It's like, so eventually I, I made like a little folder for myself where I put like screenshots where people say nice things. Oh, and then when I start doing that, I go there like, okay, 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 yeah, gentle, easy does it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. That's a pretty good thing to do. I, I, I think that's a good a good suggestion for folks. If you're putting yourself out there in the world, take screenshots of the nice yeah. things people say. A whole lot of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Save the screenshots of the nice things. Like, like if you can't be kind to yourself, and I know that I have a really hard time being kind to myself, other people can be kind to you. Like, just take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that one of the things I had in the past when I was, it took me years to learn how to, respond to people saying positive things um for some reason i would when oh, i heard yeah. them it was the like oh no i'm not i'm bad it took me quite a quite a while yeah. to just to be, be able, able to say to, thank you yeah yeah thanks yeah. thank you i appreciate that 
Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show. This is fun. <laughs> I, I, I thank you for coming on. I appreciate you coming on. It's I, a pleasure. I, I think you're a great person to talk to. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I hope everybody else enjoys it. We're gonna get the worst would... review ever for this one. <laughs> like these guys, yeah, it's gonna be terrible. Able... Like people are just gonna be like they, these two goons are just laughing the whole time and like they didn't say anything useful. What was this? Uh, uh, I tried. I put it out there. <laughs> I'll edit it. So, anyways. We're going to be coming up on time here in a few minutes. Uh, before we start to get to that point, could you tell the listeners where they can find you online, where they can find your stuff, pick it up, where they might be able to check some of the things you put out there out at? Yeah. So uh, six years ago, six years ago today, as uh, Twitter reminded me, I <laughs> made uh, my uh, my Twitter profile under Wizard Thief Fighter. So yes. at this point, it's like if you search for Wizard Thief Fighter, all one word, you're going to find me and my stuff. Because I'm the only <laughs> silly person who multiclassed from a wizard into a thief and then into a fighter. Because who the hell does that? You know, it's like the wrong order. You start with no hit points. Then you had a backstab when you have no attack bonus. And like, what? What? <laughs> so yeah, wizard, thief, fighter, and, and you'll find my stuff. That's good. That's good. Um, it, is there any place you know that they can pick up uh, Ultraviolet Grasslands or the other games? Oh, or? wow. Okay. Uh, huh. Uh, the timing they, they can't it's only available in pdf right oh, now oh is it oh, so let's talk about let's RPG. talk about that before we close yeah this yeah, up. I, uh, yeah what's happening so, in the future <laughs> so it's sold out um the third printing is sold out so we're doing a fourth printing and because i'm finishing like over the last two years i've been writing this monumental rule book that now i'm editing down into a publishable size and I will tell you, editing a big book down into a small book, oh, so much pain. So, much, <laughs> so, many, uh, so many darlings to, to slay. It's mm. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we decided to, to rework it just a little bit. Slaying darlings, I like that. Add a little bit of space. So there's going to be a bit more space for art and rearrange some of the sections. So it's a little bit easier to read. So there's a second edition. But let's be honest, it's more like 1.5. It's not like there's you know, <laughs> new locations stuff. A second edition of UVG is coming out early next year. So uh, just finished the revised uh, manuscript. It's gone off to the proofreaders. And now it's the other stuff. So tweaking the map, making it nicer. <laughs> adding, <laughs> adding more pictures in, adding more art because I've accumulated more art over the last few years. And yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be out early next year. That's excellent. I'm looking forward to that. I might have to pick up another copy of this and then I'll have to it's join. I have new cover art. <laughs> we'll join into the war between the first edition people and the second. Oh, yeah, edition yeah, people. absolutely. Absolutely. You do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be hardcover again. So so there's that. Nice. As well. Yeah, the one I picked there. So I've, I've noticed there's a hardcover, but the one when I when I discovered this, it, it, it was a soft cover. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It is vibrant. the the color <laughs> The color is beautiful. I, I I really appreciate it. It caught my eye right there. The man I saw that on the shelf. I said, I have to have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're doing something like that for the new one as well. Excellent. So, so, so I still have to color the piece. So yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been great getting a chance to talk to you. Yeah, Shane. Been a pleasure. You know, really it's fun. Been it's been good having you. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. Oh, I'm on TikTok now, too, at Logar Hale Crom. 
We're on Patreon. We can always use your support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.